Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. I'm your host, Bishop Earl. And as we've been doing, we've been interviewing the members of the Adams Road Band. I have the third member here, Joseph Warren, and we're excited to hear his story tonight. Joseph, appreciate you being here. Yeah, thanks. I haven't asked the other members of the band, but uh, in what sequence did you all decide to start singing Uh, (laughs) as a band? um, You mean like, how did we all come together and stuff? Just one day you started singing church hymns, and (laughs) all of a sudden, hey, we we sound pretty good. Yeah, it's... It's just, it was one of those things where just God just kind of brought us together. And, really? you know, I mean, it was like um, after after Micah, he was kind of the first domino and, and God just started using him yeah. to touch all of us. And when we all finally came to Jesus, um, it was just kind of it like something. natural, huh? Yeah, and we had it and in Matt common. And Matt had a degree and, or was working on, a, a, I guess, the uh, music degree right. and all that. Yeah, and yeah. So, so, but I mean, all of us had, had done music uh, like pretty much throughout all of our lives. Wow. Um, and just just not oh, knowing what we were going to do with it. So and God inspired you to come together and yeah. saying, "Well, you you do a wonderful work, and the oh, testimonies you share. I know you go around and share for at least four months out of the year, if not yeah. probably all the time. And yeah. and of course, your records and DVDs are available. I'm sure if people mm-hmm. go to what is it, Adams Band, uh, Adams Road Band. Adam Road Band. Yeah. Com. All free music. So well, great. Now you were born in Kaysville. Uh, well, is that right. Yeah, I was actually I was actually born in Sacramento. Oh, really? And then two years old. I moved to Kaysville, but uh, like the guys won't let me. They won't let me claim that I'm a Californian, so I have to say, okay, yeah, I'm from Kaysville. You just but. weren't there long enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't have any memories. I don't remember California at all. So, okay. yeah, but grew up in Kaysville. Um, and, Active uh, in the church. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, very yeah. strong um, LDS family. Um, my dad was a convert when he was 15. Oh. Went on his mission to Tahiti, and then. Um, was active all the rest of his life uh, when he met my mom. Wow. Um, and then she kind of was raised in like a less active Mormon family. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they got, got together, I mean, they were just really solid. Um, oh. How many brothers and, and so, sisters do you have? Uh, there was six of us in, in the family. I was the second, uh, second oldest. So. Oh, okay. So kind of in the <laughs> middle, you know, almost. But uh, yeah. I haven't asked, and maybe we're jumping too far ahead, but yeah. uh, are, are your fa- is your family still very active in the church? Yeah, they, they are, are, yeah. Yeah. All of the Except for one sister, sister. one, oh. and I, you know, I praise God uh, yeah. through the reading of the Bible. One sister has um, come. come to Jesus. So, so active as a young man, and you're yeah. looking forward to going on a mission. I yeah. guess as you were growing up, did you take seminary? I and, did. Yeah, I know? took seminary, took institute, took mission prep class. Um, I wasn't as zealous like working in the temple as Micah was. <laughs> I mean, that that seems that's, that's like, rare. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. crazy. But I, uh, but I, you know, I really believed it with all my heart and. Um, I, mean, I had a, a very strong spiritual impression when I prayed about the Book of Mormon and prayed about uh, the, the Mormon Church. You know, yeah. to, if it was from God and if I should go on a mission. And I just, you know, I just felt really strong feelings, and I and I based that on truth. So, you know, I ended up going. And actually, my parents got divorced right before I was going to well, leave about a, about a month. Yeah, and oh. I was like, and that was and that was really hard. But 
um, it didn't deter me from going on my mission because I committed you know, to go. And where did yeah, you get called? Uh, to Orlando. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So uh, I went out there. Actually, it's really funny because the very first day I get there, um, like, well, first of all, the humidity is like insane there. Like, I was I was blown away by that, and like, I was in the it was in the um, airport. And I tried the water, and I was like, man, something's wrong with the water. Like, this is really gross. <laughs> and apparently, and the water's just really bad there. <laughs> and then, uh, and compared then, to Utah, well, yes, yeah, I mean, Utah water is really good. So, good, yeah. yeah. And then the first day I get there, and my companion takes me tracting the first door I knock on, and I'm not exaggerating. The first door, the lady opens the door, and she says, "I'm a witch." Bam! Slams the door. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> What did I get myself into? <laughs> Two years of this? Oh, it was it was pretty crazy. Um, but uh, you know, but I just I really believed that it was the only way to for people to live with God after this life. So, you know, I just felt like I had an urgency to share. Um, yeah. And um, now you'd been through faithful. the temple, of course, before your yeah. mission, and yeah. was that a, a um, decent experience? Yeah, I mean, okay? all my life I was taught uh, that I was living for a temple marriage, so I was always looking forward to it. And, and I mean. And looking back now, I can see, okay, there was some weird stuff, kind of, but at the time, I, it was just, I was so overwhelmed, I just didn't really even have any idea. Family was there with you. Yeah, and my you parents, just, yeah, yeah, and yeah, and so, and I was the first, uh, my older brother didn't go on a mission, he was kind of like, oh, okay. you know, I guess he was the first blank sheep, I guess, because of that, I mean, he was really <laughs> The first one. Shunned. And, make yeah. you the second one. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yo, yes, yes, I'm the primary one now, um, yeah. but... Uh, You've def uh, diffused or deferred uh, some of the... <laughs> Uh, stuff attention from the, yes. from the first one yeah well so so on your mission then uh, you meet micah yeah he's in that same mission yeah we did yeah i mean pretty early uh, on was um, it? yeah i mean he he was my uh, first zone leader um uh and i just remember the only thing i remember um when i first met him was just the love like non-judgmental love that i felt from him and i i recognized it as god's love but i just have never met i had never met anyone that was so loving before and it was him, you know, he started to encourage me to start reading the Bible, and because of his love for me, and like we had a really good relationship, you know, and I just trusted him and I loved him, so I was like, man, I'll I'll give it a try, and basically, um, because he approached it like that, um, which I think is really important when we're trying to talk trying to our to LDS friends and family. Him. Yeah, that, I mean, they need to feel <clears throat> they need to feel that love because that is what was so instrumental. Then they know we for me care. to open my heart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's such a good point. I appreciate you bringing that up because sometimes, yeah. and we've even had guests on the show that have said, you know, in hindsight, I probably jumped in too mm -hmm. fast, too hard. Yeah, and so you felt a patience and a love and and, mm -hmm. and a caring from from your zone leader, I yeah. guess. And yeah. so, and how? Where was this in your mission? Mm, I mean, I was like my first transfer, so I mean, oh. it was right at the beginning. And, and where was he at? In um, he's toward I, the end. Or? Yeah, he. I mean, no, he was like uh, he had like come. I think like a uh, a transfer or two before me. I not much longer before me, but yeah. Um, and so basically, uh, he was just kind of. You know, he had already met that Baptist minister and everything, yeah. which I had no idea. All I knew was that he was encouraging me to read the Bible, and we would go on exchanges. Did you see, think that was odd uh, at first? Uh, not, not really, just because I was like, hey, you know, the Bible's part of our, our standard work, so standard yeah, why not, so, you know, yeah. yeah. And we were reading the King James Version, LDS Version, you know, yeah. our, from our quads. So it's like, I didn't see anything wrong with it. Did and you start seeing things in that reading that started yeah. making you think? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, um, like one was uh, um, in, uh, in uh, Luke, um, Jesus says, um, 
uh, and I'll just read it because I'm dyslexic and sometimes I like mix things up. So, but he says, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. And I don't know, for some reason that just popped right out at me and I was just like, I realized that I was exalting myself. I mean, in the LDS church, you know, you, there's you're taught that... There's such a pride, that, isn't it? Yes, there? yeah. There's a pride and you're trying to work for your exaltation yeah. because in order to be exalted, you have to do all these works. And I realized I was exalting myself by doing that. And, you know, I looked down on my brother that didn't go on a mission. I looked down on, like, all you're of my... Um, him. Yes, yeah. yeah. And, um, I mean, it's just like the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector that Jesus gives, you know. And, um, I mean, it says, like, one, one guy goes to the temple to pray, a Pharisee, and, um, and he just boasts about himself saying that, I'm glad that, you know, thank God that I'm not like other men. Like, yeah. uh, and especially like this tax collector over here. You relate to that, don't you? I do, because I was that Pharisee. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it was heartbreaking for me to realize, you know, because I thought of myself as a good person and a righteous person and didn't realize that I was being self-righteous and I was exalting myself. And um, actually the King James Version says that they will be abased. And I was like, whoa, that sounds... That like, sound yeah, that doesn't sound pleasant. I don't want that to happen. So I was like, Ugh. so I, I, um, I just prayed for God to show me the truth. And basically, what I, my prayer was, I said, God, no matter what I find, even if it's against what I believe already, just I want your truth, and wow. you just need to show me. And and you were and so it was, willing to do that. And and it wasn't me though, because it had to have been God drawing me, you yeah. know, to Jesus and and opening my heart and open and giving me a willing heart, because um, I. Like, I, I don't know why that happened, but I mean, that, but God put that on my heart to ask Him. And, um, and when I did that, that's when God started to show me the things in the Bible, um, like especially grace. Grace was so hard for me to, to finally accept because uh, I was so convinced that it was up to me and my efforts, you know, after all yeah. we could do, you know, that's yeah. what we were taught. Well, you mentioned the Pharisee. Yeah. And the other side of that is... Is the tax collector. Yeah, who... Yeah. He just he just throws his hands up in, into heaven. He I'm just says, worthy. I'm not I'm... worthy. God be merciful to me, a sinner. Oh. And uh, it, it took me a while to finally get to that point. It was, it was after I got home from a mission that I finally got there. But there were lots of, you know, things that, you know, it was a process. I mean, it, it was a process for me um, well, as I read the, the Bible. How did the rest of your mission go? Uh, well, I mean, it was like God was transforming me, in it, and it felt like, uh, like Paul talks about how, like, um, in his flesh, he serves the law of sin, but in his mind, he serves the law of God. Um, and I just, and that really connected to me because I felt like um, inside, in my mind, I was, I was doing things to serve God. I just wanted to serve Him and have a relationship with Jesus, though I didn't know how to get it. Um, on the outside, I was doing everything that the mission required of me. So, yeah. and I felt like I was living a double life, but I. But I just didn't that's feel very, like I had a chance. That's a distasteful feeling. Yeah, you no, feel like I didn't a hypocrite. enjoy it. Yes, yeah. and and but you went through the motions. Yeah, and, and then I felt trapped in it because I I had said that I would take two years of my life and give it to the church, and so you know the LDS church, and so I I was going to follow through with my word and and just finish off my mission and do it the best that I could in in that way, you know, and and in my heart have the right desire and have the desire to praise to do it for God's glory and to bring people to Jesus, but. Um, you know, it was it was a real difficult time in my life, oh, needless to say. Well, let me ask you just 
because I know the story that we've gotten in the last couple of weeks from from you young men mm -hmm. is that you've come to Christ. Yeah. What did what did Joseph Smith and the Book of Mormon then mean to you at this point? Um, it was kind of like a gradual thing, and basically, uh, from from him being the prophet and me praising him, like praise to the man, you know, yeah. and really, I really exalted him in my mind. Um, I think and we my all beliefs. Did. Yeah, and it, we did it, and. Um, Basically, it came to the point where I just thought, okay, maybe he's uh, he fell at some point. Maybe he was a prophet, but he was a fallen prophet at some point. And then, because um, I, I didn't read any anti-Mormon literature, I, I wasn't reading, you know, what we called anti-Mormon. Anti yeah. yeah, I didn't read anything about church history or like uh, his wives or like all the changes in the Book of Mormon, like all that stuff. All, all I knew was what the Bible said. That and all so, came later. Yeah, after I after I, I researched things, but. Yeah. So, um, but you started pulling back because you could see that that gospel wasn't the gospel of grace. And yeah, yeah. yeah. And actually, there was a, a really a crazy experience. But um, I went into the temple to have to do a sealing because we were, uh, and not for us to do the sealing, but to watch a family of my companions get sealed. And this was my first time ever to see a sealing ceremony. And this was in the temple. Uh, I mean, in, on your in, mission. Yeah, on the mission. On yeah, mission. in the Orlando Temple. And so we're there, and I'm there, and I'm like like so excited okay now I get to see what this is like and I just remember like it was just so it just felt empty and that's the only word I can describe it I I, I don't remember like the ceremony or what people said I just remember after I was getting my little booties off you know yeah. and like getting ready to go back out into the world I remember I heard I heard a voice that said um, this is the only time you're ever gonna see this so <gasps> if you if you if there's anything to see like do it now, do it now <laughs> basically yeah I mean it was like and I wrote it in my journal when I got home because I was freaking out and I was like how can this possibly be and it was the voice that I recognized as the Holy Ghost as a Mormon missionary so it like oh scared goodness. me to death and I, and I uh, and I remember I called Micah and he just told me just just read the book of Hebrews and basically when I did that I just realized that uh, the temple, the priesthood, high priests, the role of the prophet in the LDS church, all of it was fulfilled in Jesus. And, um, and that Jesus was all that. What a wonderful message that is. Yeah, but it was, <laughs> I mean, it just scared me to death. I mean, I, I really like, it was almost kind of like I saw myself like falling and like everything I was trying to hold on to in the LDS that my foundation was built on was crumbling. And uh, I just remember the only thing I could think of was um, I cried out to Jesus and I quoted the Book of Mormon in my, in my prayer, you know, Alma the Younger, you know, praying. But, uh, but I, I cried out to Jesus to save me, to, to catch me up. And basically wow. I felt like he put me on him and, and I began rebuilding my life and my beliefs on the foundation of Jesus wow. and uh, you know I and it was and this was still I still had like probably six months or more of my mission to go but from then on I knew that okay this is the LDS church is not what I thought it was did you have a peace then and a kind of a yeah did you feel well, a burden lifted off your shoulders at first or? it was depression actually yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, but uh, Yes, but no, I, I felt a peace knowing that as soon as I finished my mission that I could finally be totally free of this religion and, and finally get a, a relationship with Jesus. And that kind of leads me into the, the departing testimony of Micah um, because when he stood up there... You were there. I was there. I was oh, there in the meeting. I yeah. was there in the audience. And, um, and uh, he stood up and he said that Jesus was all he needed, that he was his strong tower and his shield and refuge, you know, quoting David in Psalm. And um, I was just so, I was so touched. And then he asked all of us elders, you know, um, 
He said, I want all of you elders to ask yourself this one question. Don't you think that while Jesus was on the cross that he saw your face? And don't you think that he looked into your eyes and said, I love you and I would die for you so that you could live? And right there, I wrote it down, and I like, That's I was an unbeliever. That's where that song, I Would Die For You, of ours oh. came from. Because I had, and I had no idea, like, what it meant. I just knew it was, had to have been significant, because I was very moved. You know, Michael was bawling, and like, all of us missionaries were crying and stuff. But, you know, but we, we were just so moved. How could, how could this relationship with Jesus be so personal? And it was shortly after that um, that, you know, Micah got sent home from his mission and everything. Yeah. Um, but uh, he a actually in Orlando, you can go to Disney one time uh, at the end of your mission, like oh, one really? time. Okay. And so I had Micah take me to, to Disney. And I remember standing in line for, um, for the uh, Space Mountain and I asked him, hey, uh, how do I get a personal relationship with Jesus? And he just said to read the Bible. Um, basically, the rest of my... The rest of my story happened after I got home from a mission. I finally gave my life to the Lord um, and stopped trying to work, and I just uh, entered mm. into that rest with Jesus Christ. Um, and then I became a new creature. Yes, regenerated, yes. Regenerated, as you yes. say. What did your family was, think? Of yeah. That? So that's so that's oof, that's where <laughs> that's where we're going here because uh, I had a Mormon fiance. Uh, my my girlfriend had waited for me. I engaged. Um, you know, I proposed and stuff, and. Uh, and now I had to tell her, and first, and at first I told her because I was the scaredest to lose her. Basically, I told God, "I'm going to marry this girl unless you tell me no." Even though she knew I was kind of doubting stuff, um, and I had a very clear answer that said, "No, <laughs> no, Joseph, don't marry her." And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" So I had to, oh. I had to break that off, um, and I just I wished that she could understand uh, the beliefs and it, the why they had changed and what Jesus had done in my life, um, but she she just she, couldn't. She couldn't. And so I had to let her go, um, and then with my family, I, I, I shared it with them and uh, basically just lost all the relationships with them. Um, that was in 2006, so even it's, today it's still it's bad. Um, but I do, uh, like I said, one of my sisters has come to know Jesus. Oh, and so, um, yeah, so it was through the Word of God reading that that, uh, that I was able to you know, help her with that. But it, all the glory to God because it was Him, you know, we, we plant seeds, we water them, but God is the one that does the growth. He's the one that, that it's his will and his time, and he drew her, you know. Well, you, you so. young men are so mature in this Christian walk. I, I know you must have been babes at one time, but you've all developed. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, uh, for those of us that went through missions and didn't see it this way, we went through very obediently. And then we got married in the temple, raised our children, and were active in the church. Mm. So giving up what I believe I've given up now, I, I don't feel I've given up anything, but what, mm. what I've, what's changed. But family and friends uh, just have lost respect and, and yeah. have, you know, it's been quite a cultural shock. Mm -hmm. uh, do you, you've, your parents, are they talking to you at all at this point? Or? Uh, you know, kinda. Or when I, you do though, it's always an elephant in the room type thing. You yeah. can't really talk about it. Or yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and I'm kind of like the distant relative now, you know, that, that, oh, that they barely, you know, they talk to you occasionally, but... <laughs> Would you change anything, though? No, no, I mean... You I feel mean, such peace? Yeah, I, I finally have peace with God knowing that there's, there's no, no condemnation. No going back. And there's no going back. And, and now... I reach out because of how much I love them. You know, right when I left the Mormon church, I was very angry and bitter for about a month. Yeah. Um, just going through that process, and I asked God to change my heart, and He gave me compassion and love and mercy for them. And now I just want to reach out. And your older brother, you must 
now instead of judging him, yeah, you just, have a love for him that yeah. you didn't have before. Mm -hmm. I've sensed that too about people that I judged mm -hmm. poorly, you know. And, well, so your testimony, how, how do you feel about the Bible now? Oh, I <laughs> Needless mean, to say. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's God's Word. It's been preserved through the ages, and it's just, it's, it's unbelievable. And, you know, every time I read it, um, I just, uh, I just feel, you know, so uh, energized, and I mean, it just strengthens my faith, um, yeah. and it teaches me. I, I live by the Bible, and it teaches me how to live every day in different circumstances. You know, I mean, me and my wife, when we have arguments or disagreements, or anything or even within the band when we have disagreements we pull the word out and and we let it settle the dispute you know and basically we submit to the word like yeah. this is the ultimate authority so wow. so you did get married yeah and you have children uh, no, children. no children three yeah. cats but oh, no kids okay. <laughs> no and actually it was uh, Micah and Matt's sister when she came to Jesus I actually married her so oh, my goodness. so uh, you know it's really uh, just like Jesus says you know I lost those things but I received a hundredfold what you've so. gained is so much greater mm -hmm. um, so when you have, um, I guess I'm trying to get back to the family and, and sharing your testimony yeah. with them. Are you, is it, is it awkward then to? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean you know, because of, like Jesus says, you know, who is my mother and my brother? Those who do the will of the Father. And yeah. we know from John that the will of the Father is to believe in the Son. So even though I realize that my, my, my blood family, that they're not believers and therefore they're not really my family in the sense that everyone in the body of Christ is yeah. my family, um, I still love them, you know, and I still want to reach out to them. And um, I know, like, you know, it's almost like they forget that I was LDS, you know, and, and like when they talk to me, I'm like, don't you remember? I was <laughs> a missionary. Like, yeah, I was, I was that guy. Remember, I, I sat beside you I in believe. sacrament meeting. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, and they, they questioned that I ever had a testimony and they questioned, you know, uh, my valiance and my, uh, you know, uh, worthiness and, and um, well, anyways, probably you probably assume know. you never had a testimony. Yeah, is that's that what, what they say. Is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think one of the great disservices you were mentioning, we're talking about the Bible, but to, for Joseph Smith to, to put any doubt in our mind that God yeah. couldn't bring forth his word the way he wanted it to. Mm -hmm. Don't you think that was a great disservice? That I think that did? was the worst thing he did. Yeah, I, I because agree with because that. of that, when people leave the religion, then they don't believe in anything, and they can't a trust lot of the times. Bible. Yeah, because it's not translated correctly. And yet right. now we know from Dead Sea Scrolls and, yes. and all the transcripts. Anybody yeah. that really studies, right? What do it's irrefutable. I mean, there's yeah. no, I mean, even if there were, even when there are discrepancies, you can see them. It's plain. It's not like one manuscript brought the, what we have as the New Testament, you yeah. know? There's so many that you can like, you can, they can see and they can, you know, we have the most accurate Bibles today than before then in King James because the technology has gotten so better, you know, and, and the God has preserved it. Yes, and King James is still God's word yeah. preserved as, as it was. Totally so, trustworthy. I mean, yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, it's just, and, and all you have to do is just read it. You what know? really shocked me or, or impacted me was Paul preaching the gospel. Hmm. And he says, this is the gospel. And yeah. of course, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And he that believeth will have everlasting life. And I kept thinking, and then he, of course, warns us about adding any, yeah. even if an angel adds anything to this. Or even if he does, too. Yeah, it's if like, he whoa. does. So here yeah. he's talking about this gospel. And, uh, and I'm thinking, well, if that's the whole gospel, then what's all this other stuff that God added? Yeah. And so what would you tell the Latter-day Saints if they're trying to 
learned truth or if, if they've been touched at all by your story yeah. here? What, um, uh, well, I mean, yeah, like, first of all, um, all the glory to God, you know, I mean, it's, it's always Him and it's Him drawing us. And when you feel that drawing, you know, because then you start seeking and, um, and all the answers are in the Bible. You know, yeah. everything we need to know is here. Like Jesus says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. That you can trust the Bible. And um, I mean, even if you, even if you just want to forget about all the facts and the manuscripts and all that stuff, but just read it. I mean, when I was first, um, even when I was first Christian and I started having doubts about the Bible, Your eyes um, <laughs> I started reading in John and, and it's where at the women in the woman at the well, you know, and everything. And then she goes and tells other people and then those people come to Jesus and then they're like, whoa, we've heard the word for ourselves. Now we don't believe just because she said, but we believe because we've heard it for ourselves. And when I read that and reading the word of Jesus and his apostles um, in the New Testament, I, you know, I just, I just know and I don't know how to, it's not, it's not an emotional thing. It's not, um, it's just something Yeah, it's not the spiritual. burning in the bosom, no, but you yeah. just know. Like when you're watching Lord of the Rings or something, yeah. you know, and you're like, oh, dude. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like such an emotional moment. But, uh, and I felt those feelings even when, and I thought it was the Holy Ghost. But now, yeah, it's just, I mean, I do feel emotions sometimes, obviously. Sure. You know, but I don't tie that in with truth. That you can't trust your heart, but you can trust the Bible. And that's what I would like to say to LDS people. Well, I sure hope they're, they're willing to listen. You think, as you look back, you see little seeds that God uh, planted in your heart, little yeah. things that He brought. I'm, I'm hoping that the LDS people will look back on their life and see moments when God has actually touched their hearts or mm -hmm. tried to share with them a message. Because if they can back up just a little bit, and, and like you were saying, praise to the man, someone said, praise yeah. to the man instead of, uh, instead of praising the man that we praise Jesus and yes. his sacrifice yes. and the grace that he's, he's given to us and this free gift mm -hmm. that we just don't understand as Latter-day Saints. Yeah. But they stay willingly blind, it seems like. And I've got family too that I just don't seem to be able to reach and I'm not yeah. sure what it is. But I think God is work, has worked in their heart or in their life, mm -hmm. and maybe as they look back, they'll, they'll be able to see things. Certainly we do now that we <laughs> are out or yeah. come to a, a better understanding. Well, Joseph, thanks so much for your yeah. testimony and thanks. your story. You've done a great job, and I appreciate I hope, hope somebody was paying attention to yeah. what you had to say. Mm. Uh, remember, you're following the gospel of Joseph Smith, not the gospel of Jesus Christ. Good night. See you next week. This has been the audio edition of The Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an Ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon. Thank you.